0: You will never arrive at peace by gaining control. If your goal in life is you're going to have peace by controlling everything you can, hear me now, it will never happen. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Well, hello and welcome to sunday morning with hope valley church i'm pastor sam i'm the lead pastor here at hope valley and today we're finishing up what's been a five-part series called asking for god you know um, hearing god speaking and feeling god close to us is something that many christians say they want more of in their lives but feel like they're not getting you know they're not hearing god speak to them uh, they're not feeling god's presence maybe not feeling his peace in their lives. And in this series, what we've been learning is that uh, f- hearing God speak to us, feeling his presence in our lives, feeling that he's close, is not something that just happens because we ask for it. We just ask God to talk more, right? It's something that happens when we move ourselves toward God, right? When we move our, our mind, our will, our emotions towards him, That's when we hear him speaking. That's when we feel him close. And the way that we do that really is by spending time on a regular basis, meditating on who God is and really finding delight in that. And as we do that, as we meditate on God, as we find delight in who he is, then we find our hearts, our minds, our will, our emotion. We find it moving closer and closer to God. And as we get closer to him, we hear him. We hear him speak. We feel his presence in our lives, and so today we're going to talk about uh, learning to meditate on the wisdom of God. Okay, uh, what is what do we mean though when we talk about the wisdom of God? You know, let me just start by reading this passage from Proverbs chapter eight, twenty-two uh, through verse thirty. Okay, uh, this is an interesting passage uh, because in this passage, uh, wisdom like wisdom itself. Is being personified as a woman, uh, and this woman is speaking in the first person. Okay, so so this is like um, uh, this is wisdom being personified as a woman speaking in the first person about the nature of wisdom and God. Okay, uh, and in verse 22 it says, "The Lord formed me from the beginning, before He created anything else. I was appointing ages past, at like the very first, before the earth began." I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills, I was born. Before He had made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil, I was there when He established the heavens, when He drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when He set the clouds above, when He established springs deep in the earth i was there when he set the limits on the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries and when he marked off the earth's foundations i was the architect at his side i was his constant delight rejoicing always in his presence right this is such a really beautiful passage right this, this way that, that wisdom is being personified and wisdom is speaking here and describing how wisdom was created by God. In other words, wisdom itself came from him. And it's by his wisdom that he has done everything that he's done. And it describes here how even by, by, by his wisdom, right? By this wisdom that God created and gave birth to, by it he created All of the things of the earth and set all of the boundaries and and put nature in the way that it should be, right? So, scripture says, and you see this in Romans 16, verse 27, that really only God is truly wise. Now, it's not saying that other people aren't wise, it's saying it's giving like this contrast. It's like God is so wise that compared to him, it's like he's the only one that's wise, like no one else is. That's how wise. He is. But how can Scripture say that? How can that be true? Well, we got to think back through some of the things we talked about last week when we looked at the authority of God, right? And and just think through the implications of the way that nature even came to be, right? Like, God didn't just stumble upon the universe. He created the universe. I mean, the laws of physics are what they are because of God. He, He wrote them, right? All of existence was designed by Him, right? Uh, God has total awareness of all things at all times. He has no weaknesses, and he's not subject to anyone's leverage or influence, right? Like, no one can influence God. No one can leverage things against him. He's got no weaknesses. And his mind has no limit on what it can understand and process. Now think about all those things we just listed, right? God designed everything, he's aware of everything, his mind is perfect, he has no limitations, he can't be influenced by anything, there's no limit on what he can process. How could there possibly be anyone else in the world that has wisdom even close to the kind of wisdom that God has? That's what we're talking about when we talking about the wisdom of God. We're saying God is so wise That gets like wisdom on another level that no one else can even get close to it. And he has that wisdom because, first of all, as we read in Proverbs, God's the one who wrote the laws of wisdom. He created wisdom. And he's the only person, he's the only one, who's truly wise. And so because these things are true, he has the perfect perspective on all situations, And he has flawless understanding of what needs to happen. So when we're talking about the wisdom of God, we're talking about the fact that God has the perfect perspective on everything. And he knows exactly what needs to happen. This is why sometimes God does things that to us, we're like, that seems terrible. Why would you let this happen, God? And I know that in our lives, we have some specific examples where the things I'm talking about are really painful memories. Some really, some really terrible things happened. And we're like, how could God let like that happen? How can he be wise if that happened? And I know it's difficult, but something I would just invite you to contemplate today is that God is so wise that it stands to reason that a lot of things that he does and would allow to happen Wouldn't seem right to you. But he has an understanding that you don't have. He has a perspective that you don't have. And he knows exactly what needs to happen. And so in the same way, the decisions that I make might seem really stupid and foolish to my four-year-old child. And, and, And they're wrong. They're wrong just because they don't know what I know. But they think they're right it's a similar relationship between us and God often so it's something we have to keep in mind right look here at proverbs uh, chapter 2 verse 6 through 8 it says the lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest he is a shield to those who walk with integrity so that's something we're going to contemplate today right because god is the only person with a perfect perspective and a flawless understanding of what needs to happen And so we need to look to him for wisdom. We need to meditate on his wisdom and actually find peace and comfort in his wisdom. So how can we meditate on the wisdom of God? This is the next question, right? You know, God's wisdom gives us a paradox to meditate on. And in each lesson we've looked at one of the paradoxes that's created by thinking about what the Bible teaches us about these attributes of God. And the wisdom of God gives us this paradox to meditate on. It's The the paradox that God... Think about this. God has no need for input. Right? Like, I'm not going to help God think of something he hasn't thought about. And I'm not going to offer him advice that's better than what he's already planning on doing. So he he has absolutely no need for my input. Or my assistance. Or my help with literally anything. And yet... He wants... Me. He wants you. He wants us to partner with him in his work. I don't make any sense. <laughs> why would why would you want me to partner with you when like you have no need for me? Right? And yeah, he does. He wants us to partner with him. That's clear in scripture. And we should, And one of the ways that we can meditate on the wisdom of God is by slowing down and, and letting our minds puzzle for a moment on that paradox. Other ways that we can meditate on the wisdom of God is that we can consider the, the implications of the fact that all the detail and all the order that we see in the world came from his mind. Like, everything we see in the universe is the product of God's creativity. It's the product of his mind. The intricate laws of biology and physics and chemistry, uh, all these things, right? Like, the, the, there's, there's fun little scientific facts that, you know, that blow your mind, you know, these, these amazing things that these organisms and animals and plants do, and you're like, how, who would even think of designing someone or something that, that's so intricate and so complex? It's like all of that came from his mind. Think about that. That's one of the ways that you can meditate on the wisdom of God. It's just by thinking about the wonderful, amazing genius of his work, Right? You can spend time thinking about how many things God knows that you don't. That's one of the ways that I meditate on the wisdom of God. Is Sometimes I just just try to let my mind wander and just think for a minute about all the things that God knows that I don't even know, that I don't even know that I don't know. Like what God knows and what Sam knows. Right? Think about that. Meditate on that for a little bit. Let your mind try to just grasp the wisdom and the knowledge of God, and how great and powerful, how amazing He is. Like, consider your experience versus His experience. You know, I mean, the oldest one of us is what, around 100 years old? God is eternal. It's like not even close. Think about how many questions, think about this, how many questions could God ask you that would just totally stump you? We kind of see an example of that in the last four chapters of the book of Job, right? Like God just hits Job with all these questions revealing how great and powerful he is. And Job is like, I can't even begin to answer one of those questions, and you just hit me with like a million of them in five seconds. That's one of the ways we can meditate on the wisdom of God. Is just to let our minds try to grasp. How wise and understanding he is. Compared to us. Right. Like God could just blow your mind. Every second. For the rest of your life. And you still would have no idea. Of the things that he understands. Right. Right. And then another way that you can meditate on the wisdom of God is by thinking about the ways that you know you can trust God's wisdom. If you've been following God, if you've been walking with the Lord, right? Think about the revelation of Him and the natural laws, right? The complexity of life, the physics in the universe. I mean, we've talked about that. But you can also think about how His wisdom is visible in your own life. You know, you can think about... uh, You know, like when you look at the long-term results, if you've been following the Lord for a while and you have experience of walking in obedience and and trying to just do what He is showing you to do, and and look at the long-term effects. I mean, how many of you have a testimony where you would say, man, 10 years ago, God told me, don't do this. And at the time I thought, why? Why can't I do that? And now looking back, I realize how many things God knew was going to happen that I had no idea was going to happen. And that's one of the ways that we can meditate on the wisdom of God is just looking back over our life and going, man, there's so many times when, when God gave me direction, maybe I followed it, maybe I didn't follow it, but the test of time has revealed that I was the one who was foolish and he was the one who was wise. So this is another way that we can meditate on the wisdom of God. Well, what happens then? Like, what's the immediate practical benefit Of meditating on the wisdom of God. Well, when you meditate on the wisdom of God, it gives you peace. It gives you peace. Why? Because here's why it gives you peace. And I I want you to hear me on this. This kind of connects a little bit to what we talked about in the last lesson about the authority of God. and You know, we resist that. We push against it. We don't like it. That's part of natural, part of our weakness and and sinning, frankly. And this is, this is like this, but the reason, the reason why meditating on the wisdom of God gives you peace is this. You will never arrive at peace by gaining control. If your goal in life is you're going to have peace by controlling your circumstances, by controlling people, by controlling everything you can, And that's how you'll have peace. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Hear me now before you go any further with that line of thought. It will never happen. You will never arrive at peace by gaining control. You will only find peace by... Hear me on this. You will only find peace by understanding that God is the one who has control and you can trust him with it. So you'll never arrive at peace by gaining control. You will only arrive at peace by understanding that God has control and you can trust him with it. That's what happens when you meditate on the wisdom of God. You realize I don't need control. He has control, and I can trust him with control because of his wisdom. And because of the other things we've already talked about in this series, because of his authority, because of his love, because of the way that he's revealed himself to me, and because of the mercy that he has on me. Right? So taking on the wisdom of God will bring you peace the more that you do it. But a big part of that step is not resisting the wisdom of God, Now resisting his authority the way we talked about again in the last lesson. So as we close, I'd like to just uh, walk you through a prayer. This is a prayer that I've written out. It's a simple way to think through and meditate on and embrace the wisdom of God. Uh, And and I would encourage you. Maybe you You might be the kind of person where maybe writing out some of these things in prayer form and praying them on a regular basis just to kind of recenter your mind and get you focused back on these attributes of God might be helpful for you. If you're watching this on a video, then the words of this prayer will be on the screen. Uh, if you're listening, you can just listen along and just I just ask you just listening in agreement with me as, as we pray, all right? Well, let's pray. Lord, you alone are wise. No one knows what you know. Uh, no one sees what you see. No one understands what you understand. If you would share with me everything you know and understand, it would completely overwhelm me. But your love and faithfulness teach me that I can trust your judgment. Your mercy shows me that you choose the path of love. I can trust you with the things I don't see. I can trust you when you don't do what I want you to do. I don't have to understand what you are doing to know that it is good. So I humble myself before your wisdom. Compared to you, I am foolish and I have no understanding. Give me the wisdom to do what is good and teach me patience with your timing. In Jesus' name, amen. I know this is a hard one. And this is a hard one because oftentimes, many times, we face things in our lives and we don't know what God's doing. We don't know why He's doing it. We don't know why He's allowing what He's allowing. This is where meditating and trusting in the wisdom of God really comes into play. There are some things that God is doing and you will not see the wisdom of it for years. You may not see the wisdom of it until the end of your life. And so you have to trust God. And listen to him, he'll guide you, right? Uh, But I know that this lesson and the last one on God's authority are two of the harder ones for us to really uh, meditate on and and accept because of some of the practical implications of the things that we face. But I really encourage you to push through that, uh, to hear what we're talking about today, hear what I'm saying to you today, and just give it some thought. Think about the wisdom of God. Think about what he knows. Think about what he sees Think about the factors that he's able to factor into a situation that you don't even know are there. Think about the fact that he's good and loving and merciful and that when he's doing things you don't understand, you can trust him because you can, okay? Let me give you some questions to think about this week. first one is, are you living like a person who is partnering with God? Why or why not? How is failing to trust God's wisdom robbing you of peace in your life? Last question is, in what areas do you need to trust God in order to start making better choices? Listen, that last one is really practical because, frankly, a lot of the problems in our life, I would say, Most of the problems in our life are the result of bad choices that we make. And we make them largely because we do not trust the wisdom of God. So I really encourage you to just think through that question, right? How would trusting God's wisdom um, really help you make better choices, right? It will help you make a lot better choices. But specifically, how do you need to do that, okay? Give that some thought this week. Pray about that. Well, anyway, I hope that this has been uh, a helpful series for you. Uh, if you've not caught all the lessons at this point, you can always go back and watch or listen to them on our YouTube, Facebook, podcast or it's everywhere. Um, but I hope it's been a blessing and, and helpful for you as we've thought about uh, you know just five different aspects of who God is and how we can meditate on those things, delight in those things, and draw ourselves closer to God. So that we can hear him speak to us we can feel his presence in our life uh, when we come to god we don't just want to ask for things from him we want to ask for him we want to ask for god that's been the theme of this series and uh, again i just hope it's been a blessing and been helpful for you all right well be blessed today we love you and uh yeah we'll see you soon all right bye We are so glad you've joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.